Salvation is not based on what we do for God. Salvation is given through the grace of God when we place our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We don't deserve it. That's what grace is. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We can't be good enough for God to save us. So he just says, out of my love and out of my mercy and grace, you don't have to work for salvation. But once you have it, you'll work for the Lord. This is Jerry G. Martin, and welcome again to the light of the world. It was Jesus Christ who said, I am the bread of life. All you have to do is come to me and receive what I have already made available to you and you will live. Have you accepted what Jesus Christ has already made available to you? If not, pay close attention to today's message. Join us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. When all hope is lost, when your dreams have died, when your child end up in prison, when your marriage is falling apart, and you're saying, God, what are you doing? Where are you? when I'm in the middle of my worst crisis. You were not supposed to let this happen. That's what she's saying. You are not supposed to let this happen. How many times you've said that to God? You're not supposed to let this happen. Let's not overlook the fact that Martha was in the midst of her pain and grief. She also expressed some faith in God and what he was able to do. Let's look at verse 22. After she said, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. But but I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, "I, I know he will rise again in the resurrection in the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And then he asked this question. Do you believe this? That's the question I think he's going to ask us today. Do you Believe it. I know you have a conceptual understanding that I'm able to do everything. But do you really, really believe it? She said, Lord, I know God will do whatever you ask. Then he says, okay, I'm going to bring him back to life. I know he's coming back to life in the resurrection in the last day. He said, I ain't talking about the last day. I'm the resurrection now. I am the life now. She was just being nice. I know God will give you whatever he asks, but Jesus responds and say, I know what you know. You know your brother is dead and you know death is final. You saw him shut his eyes for the last time. You saw him prepared for his burial. You saw him wrapped in the grave clothes. You saw him placed in a tomb and you saw a big stone roll in front of that tomb. I know what you know. That's what you saw. But let me tell you something you don't know. What you don't know is I am the resurrection. That's what you don't know. I'm showing up now. I am the resurrection. I am the life. When you saw him dead, I saw him sleeping. When you saw him placed in the tomb, I saw him walking out of the tomb. That's what I saw. 
And then he asked that question to Martha that is fitting for us today when we have an impossible situation. Do you believe this? Do you believe that I'm the resurrection? Do you believe I can take something that's dead and bring it back to life? Do you believe that even though death is final as far as you know? Do you believe that he can resurrect that thing that have died in your life? Do you believe that? Or if you've already said death is final, I'm just still grieving and sorrowing. I haven't even considered the fact that it could be brought back to life. And she told him in verse 27, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who's come into the world. And after she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here. And he's asking for you. Mary said, I know he's here. But look at Mary in verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet. And she said this, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus probably said, seemed like I heard that before. You know the two sisters been talking. They said the same thing. If he'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. And that's what we do sometimes when we're in the midst of our crisis. We're, we're talking to each other, but we're not really building each other up. We're not really strengthening each other. We're not saying whatever Jesus had on his mind, I know we lo- he loves us and we trust him that whatever is going on is going to go on. But the audience said, no, if you'd have been here. So they were talking about it. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And then verse 35 says, Jesus wept. I'm thinking about that for a while. Jesus said, Lazarus is sleeping. I'm going to wake him up. Why did he weep? He wept. Because it says here, when he saw her weeping, and he saw the other people that was with her weeping, he was deeply moved. Even though the Lord knows how he's going to work things out for you, he's still touched by our infirmities. He's still touched by what we're going through. He's still moved by what we're going through. He's not just distant from us where he's not affected by what we're going through. That's why he, he's moved and he says, I've experienced every kind of temptation, every kind of thing that you've had, and I am I'm in agreement with how you feel. I know you're hurt. I know you're feeling discouraged. I know that. So Jesus felt that, and he was deeply moved, and Jesus wept. That's verse 35. And I want you to underline that in your Bible, because people are talking to me all the time, says, Pastor, I have a hard time memorizing Scripture. (laughs) Well, here's one you can memorize. That's the whole verse. Just make note of where it's at. It's John chapter 11, verse 35. And someone will say, you know any scriptures? Say, I got one memorized. John eleven thirty five says, Jesus wept. But Jesus was moved. He was touched. He was moved in his spirit, even though he knew 
what the outcome was going to be. He identified and came alongside of us. He identifies with us and come alongside of us. He just doesn't leave us to ourselves and to our emotions and to our pain. He identifies with us. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Seeing her did something to him. He already knew what she was going through. He already knew her pain and her sadness. If you think Jesus is so distant from you, I want you to think about this. He is moved by what's going on in your life. Here's verse 37. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? That's somebody always trying to start something. <laughs> now, he just showed up and Martha's brought him home and Mary is trying to get herself together. And here's somebody else. The one that opened blinded eyes couldn't have done this. Jesus was once more deeply moved. He came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Verse 39, he said, take away the stone. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor for he has been there four days. The first thing that Jesus does when he comes to the tomb is move the obstacle and the hindrance to what he wanted to do. He said, you got to move the stone. See, if the stone is not moved, he could raise Lazarus and Lazarus would still not be able to come out. So he said, move the stone. See, because if the stone is not moved, then that exalts the situation that was already there. That, that keeps it going. There, the women are still grieving. But things will get worse if the stone is not removed because Jesus said, Lazarus, come alive. And Lazarus was on the other side. And now they can hear him in there. They can hear some commotion, but they can't get to him and he can't get to them. And they're still wondering what's going on now. It's worse than it was. What in the, what in the world going on? So he says, there's a hindrance here. Before I do something, you got to do something. You got to move the stone. See, the second obstacle in, that had to be removed was the condition of Lazarus' body. He's been in the grave for four days. He's beginning to decay. They say that there's a bad odor, so we know that there's a decomposition going on. Jesus says, I can take care of the decomposition. See, there are some things that only he can do, but there are some things you can do. He said, you can roll away the stone. There are some things before the Lord moves and before the Lord brings life and brings resurrection to your situation, you want to see if there's something you need to get out of the way. You can roll away the stone. Jesus said, I ain't rolling away the stone. Y'all can do that, but I'm going to do something you can't do when the stone is rolled away. Then Jesus said, verse 40, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. Jesus said, what's going to happen right now is so you can get some glory. And I'm letting the folks know that as you and I, we're on the same page that I'm speaking to you. You and my father, and you're going to be working through me. I already know you're going to do what I ask. I'm just letting them know that this is a process here. We're going to ask you, and we're going to believe you. But he reminds them, didn't I tell you that if you would believe, 
you would see the glory of God. God is, is able to do what he's always been able to do. The problem is a lot of us don't believe. A lot of us haven't stretched our faith enough to believe that whatever God says he can do, he can do it. We'll get to the point, says God, uh, he, you, we've seen him move in our lives before, but when we come to this crisis moment, when we come to this thing that things have died and we get to this place, we can say, I know he can do that, but I'm not sure he can do this. In fact, we won't even ask him to resurrect something that we thought that's died because we just don't believe that he can do it or he will do it or is able That's what Jesus was saying to them. I want you to see this. Jesus has raised Jairus' daughter. She was sick, but she wasn't buried. She died, and she was still there. Before she was buried, he raised her up. Some people might say, well, maybe she wasn't all the way dead. But I want you to see, now we know he's all the way dead because we can smell him. And he's saying, I'm going to show you that I'm able to even put the decayed and decomposed things back together. It didn't just fall out. It's it's starting to decay and you just thought it would never come back together in your life. I'm able to put things back together. I'm not only the life, I'm the resurrect. Resurrect means to put back. I can put it back like it was and then bring it back to life. I'm able to do that. I'm able to do that through the power of my Father and His divine strength. Verse 43, and when he said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Now, you know he had to just call him by his name. Because if he just said, come out, everybody that was in the tomb would have had to start saying, is he talking to me? Everybody ain't coming out. I'm just calling Lazarus. Lazarus! He said in a loud voice, because I'm speaking into the depths. I'm speaking into the place where only the Spirit can go. Lazarus, come out. Now, we can't see what was happening on the other side of the tomb where the stone had been rolled away, but something began to happen on the inside. Something began to happen in his physical being and all the cells and the energy and all the flesh began to come back and be restored. All the blood had to start running again. The heart started beating. Boom, boom. Why? Because the resurrection and the life has called him back. That heart had to start beating. That blood that was stopped had to start flowing again. Those cells of that life, that oxygen in them, every physiology had to come back to its place because Jesus said, come up and come out. Bible said the dead man came out. His hands and feet were wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. So he said he came out, but, uh, but he was still immobile and he was still not functioning properly because uh, his feet was wrapped and the grave clothes were still on him and it was around his face. And he said, now that's not like I want you. I want you back like you were. So he says, come on, loose that man, it says in the King James. Take the grave clothes off of him. Strip him all of the things, all of his burial cloth off of him. Because when I bring you back to life, there ain't going to be nothing on you that looked like it was dead. Come on, take that grave clothes off of you. 
So when you walk down the street again, somebody ain't going to say, do you look like you've been dead? No, you are alive because I am the resurrection and I am the life and I can put it back so nobody ever know you were dead. Yeah, I'm the resurrection. I'm the life. He just said, do you believe this? Do you believe what I can do? Do you believe it? Just believe it and you will receive it. Take off the grave clothes. You're not dead anymore. Take off the grave clothes. You're not in the tomb anymore. Take off the grave clothes. You don't need to have some kind of badge of your death. So I want you to live a vibrant, exciting life. What is it that is dead or is dying? in your life that you're still weeping about and you're still grieving about? Have you given up on that child whose lifestyle have led them down a pathway of drugs and criminal behavior? You're just still grieved and maybe they've been in prison, maybe they have a life sentence and you just think nothing's ever going to change, nothing's ever going to happen, but God is able. Have you given up on your marriage? And as far as you're concerned, is dead. Do you believe this? That he's able to bring it back to life and it'd be better than it ever was? See, not only when Lazarus was brought back to life, he wasn't sick no more. So he was better off when he came back than he was when he went in. He went in sick and dead. Now he's coming out alive and well. What about your dreams? Are your dreams dead because of some things that have happened in your life? You're getting to an age where you think your life has passed you by and you're never going to accomplish the things you had in your heart and in your mind. You didn't get a chance to finish your college education or high school or whatever it is. and You just have gotten to the point where you just are existing, but you always wish you could have gone a little bit further. Do you believe this, that God is able to resurrect your dream? The Bible says that he is the resurrection and he is the life. Not was. He's still the resurrection. He's the resurrection today. The first thing he does is resurrect us from a sin life where we're dead in our sins and he makes us alive in Christ. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he want to bring you to a new life. And if you're here today and you already know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but things are starting to go south in your life and you just wonder where he is and when he's going to come and when he's going to rescue me and, oh, I don't like the way my life is going and I'm losing hope. I'm being discouraged in life and I don't feel like getting up anymore. I don't feel like going to church no more. I don't, I don't rejoice anymore. I've lost my praise. I've lost my joy. I've lost my hope. I lost my peace. I just, if he'd have been here... I wouldn't be in this situation. I'm talking to you this morning. God wants you to do more than just show up at church. He wants you to do more than just have a, he says, I'm the resurrection. He didn't leave it at that. He says, I'm the life. Jesus said, I come that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. There are some people in here this morning who are hearing this message say, there are some things I'd like to have resurrected in my life some hopes, some dreams. It doesn't matter what it is and how bad it is. Jesus in this message is saying to us, I can make it come alive again. 
no matter what it is, he can turn it around to his glory. You know, I'm just struck by this story, and a lot of you know this story of Grove Norwood, who came to speak to us and show us this movie about his life when his four-year-old daughter was hit by a hit-and-run driver and was killed. And when he was told about it, he said he went out in the field in the back of his country house in the barn and said, Lord, I don't want to hear that all things work together for good. I, don't, I know that, I, but I don't want to hear it. If anything good can come out of this, I want to live to see it. Through a series of events, he got involved in telling his story. It went into prisons. Today, he's the head of an organization, the Heart of Texas, that established a Bible seminary in Darrington Prison where inmates get a four-year degree and now those inmates are beginning to go two by two to other prisons in the, as missionaries here in the state of Texas. He didn't start out to do this, but through those series of events, we were meeting with him a few weeks ago and he says, you know, the state of North Carolina coming to look at our model so they can do it in North Carolina. And so is Oregon. And so is Wyoming. All across the, the country, they're beginning to come to see what we're doing in the state of Texas. So God would have said to him, no, she, she was killed in that accident so you could see the glory of God. That's a hard story. I can't say, you know, Lord, I want, I want to see the glory of God. But when something happened, he said, Lord, if anything good come out of this, I just want to live to see it. And some of us have to say, Lord, whatever good is going to come out of this, I want your glory to be manifested in it. I want that testimony where I can say, now, to God be the glory for the things you have done. You can sit and have a pity party all you want to, but as Jesus is saying, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Do you believe this enough so you can begin to look for my intervention and my power in your life? Those of you who've heard this message today and you say, Pastor, I need the resurrection power of God to come and help me go through what I've gone through, what I've lost, what's died, what's been taken away. Anybody that says, I need something to be resurrected. It could be my dream, my hope. It could be some things that I need God to do right now. I can't say what it is, but I know he's the resurrection and he's the life. He can change those things. Your fire has gone out. Your fire has gone out. You know, Mary was on fire when she poured the oil on Jesus' foot. But she found herself sitting at the house saying, no, nah, you go out and talk to him. I don't even want to see him. Your fire has gone out. Say, Lord, I want, to, I want my fire again. I want my passion again. Do you believe this? He's able to do it. He'll call your name and say, come out. I am the resurrection and I am the life. Roberta, come out. Carolyn, come out. James, come out. This is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for joining us again on the light of the world. And as we walk in the light, we know that Jesus Christ is the bread of life and that Jesus Christ can bring life to those things that have died in our lives, our hopes, our dreams, our future. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean 
on your own understanding. If you would like to listen to today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to the message you've just heard on this station, and you can listen to previous messages as well. Let me just take a moment to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We're in North Houston at 16161 Old Humble Road. Pastor Jackie Martin is in a tremendous series, and you're going to enjoy the message, you're going to enjoy the worship, and the fellowship. Again, that's each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're at a place where you're making a decision for Jesus Christ or you need someone to pray with you, call us right now at 281-964-1393. 281-964-1393. For those of you who are looking for a Christian bookstore, we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Call us at 281-441-2885 for Bibles, books, church supplies, communion supplies, and whatever you need. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.